Yeah. 
right. Good morning, y'all. So we had a busy week. We missed church last Sunday, but we had the shelter going on. We had some good stuff happening out there. So uh, good to see some folks here today. I see some uh, some college girls made their way back. What are you guys doing here? Just slumming? Yeah. Well, she's trying to get ready, ready <laughs> trying to get out of the snow, right? <laughs> awesome. Well, it's good to have our have our girls back for just for a Sunday until they get back to their school again. So, welcome. <laughs> All right. So, how many missed last week? <laughs> I mean, how many really was, missed last week? I we was, all missed last week. I right? was here where you guys at. Yeah, where were you? It seemed like something was void all week, am I right? It seemed like something was missing. All right, so you know what? With two weeks off, you got to worship doubly. I mean it. you got to rock it out this week. Isn't there a snow day for that? Like a makeup day for church? No, yeah. Yeah? Wait, wait, wait till the June. June. All you guys, let's take summer off. Extra day in June for you guys. All right, let's uh, stand on up. All right, we got... Uh, the men's group is doing this thing with the uh, Duck Dynasty folks right now. And it's uh, kind of neat. It's, it's, a great, it's a great series. You're having fun with that, right, guys? Yeah. And men, come <laughs> out and join us. Yeah, so, uh, so the one thing they talk about in that, in that series is uh, a redonkulous faith. You know, I don't say that word, you know, but uh, I know what it means, and I think it's kind of neat. That So we're going to do this song. We're going we're gonna to get a little redonkulous this morning with this Tom Petty song. You know, in case you guys don't know, Tom Petty was a, uh, a big worship uh, leader. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> All right, so uh, so if you're going to be a and we can't back down from our faith in God, right? And honestly, that's what we've been talking about in this uh, Chapter 12 series about endurance and not backing down. No matter what the circumstances, the, everything around us may be shaken. And today we're going to conclude this series. Everything may be shaken, but in Christ we remain strong. Amen? All right. All right. One, two, three, four. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. Gonna stand my ground. Won't be turned around. And I'll keep this world from dragging me.
I tried to get Wayne to have us go into stay with me. But I don't know. Won't you yeah, pray with me? There we go. <laughs> That's kind of cheesy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> No matter what, I think the thing that through this whole series, as we conclude it this week, is just that their life just throws us curveballs all the time. Amen? Amen. And, and with that, there's times we want to quit. There's times where we feel like everything we put our hope and faith in falls apart. Um, but we recognize that no matter what, always Christ remains the same. And that's what we put our hope in. Yep. And speaking of not backing down, you know, the song is all about that, right? We will not fear. Our God is always in control. He's always watching over us. Always. One, two, three, four. My foes are many. They rise against me. But I will hold I will not fear the war. I will not fear the storm. My help is on the way. Yeah. My help is on the way. Oh, my God, he will not delay. My refuge and strength away. Come through. 
at all and I want you to tell the world right now that God our God will not delay amen so let's hear it one more time let's do that chorus one more time you ready friend oh my God he will not delay let's hear it my refuge and strength always I will not fear his promise is true Again, oh my God, oh my God. And oh my God, He will not delay my refuge and strength always. I will not fear, His promise is true. My God will come through always, always. it down and worship the Lord with oh my God. Oh my God, He will not delay my refuge and strength always, always. Amen. Praise you, Father. Praise you. We just give you glory and honor. Give the Lord a big clap offering. Give Him praise Him. Father, we just thank you that no matter what happens, no matter what's going on in the world, that you always come through. We're going to place our faith and our hope in you regardless of anything that's shaken in our lives today. God, we recognize that we remain strong in you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Then announce new members' announcements, and then we're gonna... All right, here we go. Test, test. Okay. Oops, sorry. There you go. You can go this way. <coughs> wow, my book. All right, um, we're gonna switch the order around a little bit. I'm gonna do some announcements first so we can get those um, connected and let people know some of the things that are going on. If you're visiting today, welcome. We're glad that you're here, and um, we're glad that you're not outside right now in that snow. Um, Whatever's coming down, that's all right. Um, The word of the Lord's in here, and we're going to have a good time. So welcome. Uh, Please take a look at things. Believe it or not, it's that time of year, Easter lilies. 
If you would like to go ahead and order an Easter lily in memory or honor of someone, uh, please go ahead and do that. Um, you can see the information there. The uh, last date for that is in March 22nd. That's when they need to be finally in. So uh, please go ahead and connect and begin to do that. If you forget today um, or if you just forget about that, you can go ahead and do that online. Uh, Dining for Women is rescheduled for March 18th. And you can look at some other opportunities that we have here. Emergency rotating shelter. Um, Debbie and Joanne are there now, right? Okay. So one of the things we want to look at, because of weather and stuff, we are there another day. And the only people that are there, I know some other people are going to go over, uh, mentioned that they're going to go in later, later, but they need a lot of help because this was not on our schedule. So we need to go ahead and help with that. Right now, that's why Debbie and Joanne are not with us. They're there serving again, and they've been serving every day. So if you're willing to do so, Please go ahead and connect. If you're not sure where it is and you need more information, by all means, you can connect to um, Jill right here. Right? Um, she'll be around after church, and we can go ahead and connect and do that. So uh, that is important. We had a great week. My thanks to everybody who has connected um, with the Rotating Shelter. It's been awesome, and, um, and God's just really kind of touched my heart through that whole kind of thing, especially this week. Next week, next Sunday, March 8th, um, mark your calendars, the Hope Event, Redeemed the Testimony of a Lost Soul. Did you want to mention something, Jill? Okay, Jill's going to go ahead and mention something there as we go through that. Um, hi, everybody. Um, how many of you have or know someone who is struggling or has struggle, struggled with addiction before? Okay, a lot of people. And I think that you'll see, and if you pay attention to the news locally or otherwise, you see this is becoming an epidemic situation, especially in our community. Um, the Hope Ministry in, in Haven is um, set to try to target some of that in our community. Um, working with other ministries in our community, but one of the things we have here at Haven is this facility. So we think it's important to talk about it. So next Sunday, mark your calendars, come out, bring folks, let folks know. We're going to have a speaker, um, uh, Amanda Stewart, who's who's involved in recovery in the area. Some of you may know her. She's going to come and speak. Um, we're also going to have it streaming live if you've got people out of the area who um, want to see it as well. But please let people know if it's an important topic and we need to be discussing it. So thank you. Okay. All right. Um, we're going to move to our time of prayer concerns. Um, actually, I'm going to hold off on that because what I want to do is that we um, have a joy today uh, to bring in new members. And, um, and it's one of, the, uh, one of the big joys when we get to add new to the family, um, to our personal family, those who want to take a step out. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask when I call your name, just come on up and we can stand across here. And, um, and then we'll, we'll go ahead and touch things. All right. So we have Melissa Beard. Come on down. There you go, Melissa. Norman Dutton. As we said, Norman takes the Duck Dynasty Bible study very seriously, as you can tell. Sarah Dutton. Robin Garrett. Sarah Hamlin. Sarah here. Matt Hamlin. Here they are. All right. Patty Nichols, James Russell, or Jimmy Russell, as I know. Laura Russell, Jamie Snyder, Mike Stecker, and Rebecca Stecker. I don't see Mike and Rebecca. They might not have made it to the weather today. All right. Here we go. 
Now, one of the things that, um, that I do here, and Debbie, where's Debbie? Debbie's probably dealing with Sunday school stuff, correct? Okay, so um, we'll get them filling. Uh, you guys can slide down a little bit if you want. Watch out for the, uh, the uh, floor monitor. Don't want you to fall. We want to make sure everybody is in the light. That's very scriptural. Those who are walking in darkness have seen a great light. Um, okay, here we go. Um, so one of the things I do in the scripture, uh, names mean something. They're very important. So one of the things you guys know that have been here for a while is I take the names and um, I tell you something. Um, I find a scripture and I just tell you something special. So we'll start with Melissa. Do you know what your name means? You don't. It means honeybee. There we go. Um, and what I found is, uh, is this verse from Psalm 19, 9 through 10. The fear of the Lord is pure and enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, than, um, much, pure oil, than, than much pure oil. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. And um, you know how like that feeling, like if you haven't had anything s- like sweet and you put some honey on something, it's like, ooh, it, it, it hits your whole body. Um, that's how like the, the Lord is. We, get a, we think of fear like boo. But that's not what it is. It's reverence and love for the Lord. So for me, the honey does come from the honeybee. That's why it's called a honeybee. And for you, I know that you, in the time that I've gotten to know you, I see that you love being here. You love connecting and seeing how God's influencing your life. And that's very sweet to you, just as you are to us. So welcome. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Norman. Norman means bearded man. No. um, (laughs) um, Norman means... North man, man from the north, Santa Claus. No, <laughs> uh, no. and um, I, I found this verse from Scripture in Luke thirteen twenty nine, which says, people will come from the east, west, north, and south and will take their places at the feast of the kingdom of God. And one of the things I know, I've known Norman a long, long time, um, and one of the things I know is that um, in everyone's life, we have our ups and downs, Right? All of us have that. And yet I also know that Norman has come to a point that he knows he's at the table of the Lord and that he has a a Lord who loves him and he loves him back and he shares that and uh, shares it strongly and proudly. Um, Beard and no beard. And we love that. All right, brother? Love you. you. Sarah, you're going to love this. Where's my Sarah's? Uh, There you go. Okay, Sarah's. Sarah's. We got two of them. Okay, you guys know what it means? Princess, they, they, you notice how nobody knows anything else? Say what's your name? Princess, of course. Um, all right, and, and for your guys, I have the same verse. So there's Sarah, raise your hand. There's Sarah, here's Sarah. Okay, you, got, you guys are gonna like, sorry guys. <laughs> You're gonna know that, but here we go. Um, princess, and I use this verse because I think it's really important. And if children, if we are children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so that we suffer with him, we may be also glorified with him. The world likes to tell us we're nothing else but just a person that doesn't matter. But one of the things that we can remember always is that you guys know, even in your name, it reminds you of the fact that you are children of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And that means you are princesses. No matter what the world or whatever th- anybody throws at you, you have a royalty through Jesus Christ. And we're glad that you're part of our family here, and we love you both. All right? So we have a couple of princesses and a little prince, princess and princesses here, okay? Um, Robin. Robin, 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 here you go. Hey there, cutie pie. <laughs> I know. All right, let's hear for the next generation. There we go. 
You know what Rava means? It has nothing to do with a bird. But it means you're going to like this. Famed one, bright and shining. And I went to Philippians chapter 2, 15. It says, uh, Obey the Lord so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine like stars in the sky. Um, God doesn't require us, doesn't want us as Christians to be hidden. You guys remember that old song, Hide It Under a Bushel? I'm going to, right, remember that? Okay, some of you had good Sunday school teaching. There we go. But um, with that, God wants your light to shine to so many people. I know those of you who sit around you hear your voice and know that that shines. Is it right over in that section? And, and so God wants you to just use your voice and who you are to glorify him and shine to, the, to a very dark world. Amen. All right. Matt, here you go. This is the answer to princess. You know what your name means? gift of God, gift, gift of God. And um, we know Matthew from the scriptures was somebody who was in a direction and God just met him and he left everything and followed him. And as we look at this, uh, Romans chapter 11, verse 29 says, for, for God's gift and his call is irrevocable. I truly believe that God has an incredible call in your life and that nobody else can fill that role but you because you are his gift. And we look at you as our, the God's gift bring brought to our family here at Haven. And we're glad you're here. All right. All right. Patty, do you know what your name means? You're going to like this. Strength in battle. Strength in battle. And I found in 2 Samuel twenty two forty, it says, You armed me with strength for battle. You humbled my ad- adversaries before me. I was just thinking it's interesting after we've been talking about this week, and as I mentioned with, with all of us, that there's struggles out there, and the closer, sometimes the closer we get to God, the more it seems like the enemies want to hammer on us, doesn't it? The enemies of this world. But the good thing is you are strong for whatever battle has to come because you have the Lord on your side, and you're his. And we're glad that you're here with us. We love you. All right, now we have a James... And a Jamie. There you go. On opposite ends. Your book ended. Now, this is one of these weird things in translation. In translation, the name James and Jamie um, are the form of the word Jacob. I don't know why it's transferred like that, but it is. But as we look at Scripture, um, we go to... Uh, I want to make sure, yeah. I, I went to um, one verse for you, Jimmy. Um, and it's about Jacob when he was born. The first one to come out was red, and his whole body was like a hairy garment, and they named him Esau, which means red. After this, his brother came out with his hand grasping Esau's heel, and he was named Jacob. And what that means is Jacob wanted to be first. You know, he wanted to get, he wanted to get ahead of his brother, and he was trying to pull him back in so he could go out first. And throughout Jacob's life, he always, and this, will, this can go for you too, Jamie, for, uh, throughout Jacob's life, he was always trying to supplant or get one over on his older brother um, and in, in that area. Now, we look at that as negative, but that was a quality that God used to a point where he wrestled with God and then became the person named as Israel, which is he has wrestled with God and man and has overcome. Meaning that through Christ, Jacob, his whole life, tried to overcome everything by himself. But it wasn't until he came to terms with God that he really succeeded in overcoming who he is. I, I know that in your life you love the Lord, and we're glad that you're here. We go way back to, and, um, and I know that in your life God is, um, 
God is bringing you to a place. Uh, you've always been a fighter and always somebody who's going forward. And I see that you're even going further with the Lord. So I appreciate you. I love you, buddy. All right. And Jamie, I'll come, I'll come down here. Yay, clap, 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 clap. Yeah. Are you going to smile at me now? No, still holding that look. Okay. Um, and Jamie, the same thing. But I, um, I did want to add one other thing, which is from the book of James, which says, submit yourself then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee uh, for you, from you. Come near, and he will come near to you. And one of the things I, I, I love about uh, Jamie is I found out the power of the Internet when she has to work as a nurse. Um, I got home, and I look on Facebook, and I see people watching from the hospital during the break and everything. And that's part of her sharing Christ Jesus through the medium that we have. And so as you're coming near to God, you say, hey, I love this. And I remember one week you said, snow's not going to keep me from worshiping the Lord at Haven Community Church. I'm like, this is awesome. So she's, she, you're really sharing that, and we love you, and we're thankful that you're here. All right? And you too. Yes. Still not getting a smile. Look at that. All right, I didn't forget about you, Laura. Laura, your verse means crowned with laurels. Doesn't that sound good? Okay. And what we look at is... When there was someone who won a contest, whether it was uh, the Olympics or something like that, the Corinthian Games, which were very big, they gave them a laurel wreath on their head, and you were deemed the top of the area. You could, you could get away with anything you wanted to. You were supreme. And this verse from Psalm 149, verse 4 says, For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. And I know that you, you tirelessly work and do the right thing and serve God in everything that you have, and you're not looking to be put up on a pedestal and say, look at me, look at me. But God is giving you those laurels because he knows that it's, that it's your heart that touches people's lives. And so we're blessed that you're here. All right. And uh, I don't believe Mike and Rebecca are here today, correct? Oh, they're sick? Okay. But I just want to share with them, Mike means who is like God, it's our God, it's a question. And Rebecca is, means captivating, uh, uh, not, a, not a cord, a snare. And so um, we're just thankful that all these people have joined our church today officially as part of our church. And we welcome you because not only do we just join and it, we check off a box, but we believe that God has special gifts for all of you. But Paul tells us that the church is a body, that we are the body of Christ. And each body has a part. And if one of those parts stops functioning, we're in trouble in a body. If, for instance, if my heart stopped, I'd be in deep trouble, correct? But we also recognize, you ever injured something? Anybody ever injured something like your back? If your back's not working how it should, guess what? Everything else isn't working the way it needs to as well. And, and so as we look at the body, we're in this together, and we're all parts of the body that work together to bring uh, the, the world uh, the message of Christ Jesus. Amen? All right, guys. So we are welcome you back into, in, into the church, and we're glad that you're here. I challenge you to go ahead and connect with them um, and get to know each other. One of the things that's, uh, that's funny as our church grows, we begin to recognize um, not everybody knows everybody. Now I'd say the people in this section know each other. The people in this section know each other. Even the people in that section know each other a little bit. And over here and over there, Correct. So spend some time getting to meet people across the aisle so that we can really be part of the body of Christ. All right, I have some prayers that we want to lift up today. From Bobby Burke, prayer for her brother Randy Reeves, who is having significant health issues. We want to lift him up in prayers. 
Marsha for Liz Aspie. You missed Liz today. Liz is sick this week, and we want to ask for um, Christ to give her strength during this time. For our church, for everyone at the shelter, that they can open their hearts to Jesus, and for those who know the Lord, um, just to really go ahead and, and really connect and, and get well in the Lord. For Robin Hildebrand, Don Smith, um, will qualify, that he'll qualify with a lung transplant and that it will be successful. I'm going to lift up Don Smith. Ray Caldwell is having some minor surgery, so we want to lift up Brother Ray. Um, Lois Prentice, Cecilia Faro, and um, her son DJ for health issues. And prayers, Judy Music asked for uh, prayers. Um, her neighbor Bud Poor had open heart surgery for Carol Meekins, who's battling cancer. For Ginny um, McGall is sick and can't breathe very well, so you want to lift her. And then also, um, one of the things we've been putting on Facebook is, is birthdays. Today we have birthdays. Rachel, is she in the nursery? Um, Rachel in the nursery. And Kitty. Kitty said, look, you should have seen that look I just got. Um, <laughs> but um, Kitty, uh, happy birthday, and we welcome. And everybody else is having birthdays this week. We're glad that God birthed you so you could be part of, part of this process. Amen? All right, so let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you today recognizing that you alone have the answers to life. You alone are our means of, of life, true life. Not this thing that we're going through right now, but in, the, in this world of life, we have, you told us that we will have problems. And so as we have these issues, these ups and downs, God, we know that no matter what it is, you remain strong and are always there. And so, God, we lift up the joys that we have of birthdays and anniversaries and reconnecting, as some of us did this last week, with people who are so dear to us. And, God, yet we also lift up the concerns of those who are sick, suffering, those who have dealt with death, those who are dealing with struggles, financial, relational, emotional. Whatever it may be, we know that you are, you are healing God and that you remain strong through whatever storm we have. And so, Father, during this time that we have left, we want to go ahead and devote the remainder of this time fully to you, that there's nothing in our way of seeking you and connecting with you, that even though I may have worries and concerns, that those are set aside in order to focus on what you want to tell me. We thank you for new members that have said, Hey, I I believe in Jesus, and I'm taking that stance, but I want to do it right here. I want to change the world by knowing you, God, and growing in you, and serving others, and sharing Jesus in the larger world. No, grow, serve, share what we exist for. As part of that, God, we want to give back to you the many blessings that you've given to us. And so, whether we're at home, and we're giving there through online church, or whether we're here today, May we give you the gifts cheerfully and may you multiply them and use them to further your kingdom here and around the world. For we love you and put your blessing upon them and upon us. For you are God and we give you praise. Amen. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. 
this morning is Hebrews 12 verses 25 through 29 see to it that you do not refuse him who speaks if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth 
how much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time, his, vo his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Isn't it good to be back? Are you, are you excited to be back? Yes. Okay. That was pretty lame, but I'll take it as a yes. Um, all right. Uh, today we're going to conclude our series on chapter 12, and today we're going to talk about a whole lot of shaking going on. So those of you who are old enough can hear the big bopper, I think, who's saying that. Um, but we, in, in doing so, we are really going to um, kind of wrap everything up here. You know, we... We've been talking about endurance, uh, and then we took the, sec the first week, we really talked about endurance with the Lord. Um, second week, we, we really talked about discipline. You remember Mr. Bobby? Okay, I just want to make sure you remember Mr. Bobby. And then um, two weeks ago, we talked about boldness. We actually stepped into Acts chapter 5 and talked about boldness. And today, we're just going to talk about being confident in this God that we have. And if you missed any of them, by all means, go ahead and check them out either online through the, um, through the Internet or um, the Haven app. You can also, on your smartphone, we can go through that and, and check on those. Uh, I just really like how the Apostle Paul really takes on this last section of this last verse that Debbie read to us. And I just want to take a look at that one more time um, if you'll uh, look at this. When it says, see to it that none of you refuse him who speaks, if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time, his voice shook the earth. Now he has promised, one more I will shake, not only the earth, but also the heavens. 
The words of once more, and this is an important part, the words of once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken. That is the created things, so that what cannot be shaken remains. How many of you would like to have life where everything is solid? It's not shaken. It's not off kilter. Relationships, jobs, finances, health. How many would like to have something that's just secure and unshaken? And so God promises us that, hey, there's going to be a time where none of this is going to be shaken. And he says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. Anybody thankful to God? Anybody thankful? Thankful. And so worship acceptably and reverently, reverently in all. For our God is a consuming fire. Let's pray. Lord God, as we come back together today as the family of God here at Haven Church, just move mightily in this area. I just get a feeling that there's many people here who have a lot of shaking areas. Some of them may just be rumbles like uh, before the shock. And some of us may be dealing with the full earthquake in our, in our lives. And others may be dealing with an aftershock and afraid of another one. Whatever it may be, God, let us just get sure ground. As Psalm 40 told us, you lifted me out of the miry bog, the slimy pit, and set my feet upon a rock. Gave me a firm place to stand. And so, God, right now, I just ask that you help people get a firm footing in you. And that whatever words I say be your words, for we love you. In Christ's name, amen. In this verse here, there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. The author is talking about the end times. But when I was in seminary, um, there was something that was really interesting. Because they, th- we learned this thing about this tension called the already and not now. The already and not yet, or an already and not now. Anybody ever heard of this? What it is, is that when, we, when something in Scripture is written for you, it has to mean something to you as you read it. But also, not yet. There's something else that's going to happen. For instance, if we go back to the prophets, when they talked about the virgin will be with a child and she will give birth, back when Isaiah wrote that, it meant something for them then. But now, when Jesus came, it meant a whole new thing. Got me? So already and not yet. And as we look at this, we have this already not yet tension that exists. Because if we look at the words from verse 27 here, and if we look at verse 27, where it says, the words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is created things. What we're looking at here is, if we look around our lives, there are some things that are already shaken. Anybody have anything shaken in your life, around you? or in you, or with you, and yet he also promises there's going to be a time where all that stuff that is shaken will be shaken away, and the things that cannot be shaken will remain, the true things that are firm, and when we look at this, what we're talking about, we're talking about in life, we put our faith and commitment in things that we think are really secure, jobs, relationships, ourselves, until it comes to that point when we're shaken. And when we're shaken, then we don't know where to turn. And what God says is, hey, I'm the only thing that cannot be shaken. Everything in our lives can and will be shaken. As a pastor, I've seen so many lives that have been shaken in, in history. I've seen people who seem to have everything at the palm of their hands, and because of bad investments, bad choices, what have you, they've lost absolutely everything. And their life is shaken. And they don't know where to turn. I've seen others who um, have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed 
for someone to be made well. People all around the world coming together and praying, and yet that person gets sick or whatever and dies. And you're shaken to the core. And ask questions about where are you, God, in this? Why did this happen? There's other ones that I've seen where people who were key members of churches, people who you look to as spiritual strength, where they looked at people that you were thinking, wow, they are really connected to God. I've seen them just leave families and take off. And it shakes not only individuals and families, but it shakes an entire church family. And you begin to ask, did I miss that God somewhere? And we're shaken to the core of our existence. We will be shaken. You know, if we look around, there's already a lot of shaking going on in our lives. There's people who have prayed to have a baby. Prayed. They're a married couple that they really are excited about that, and they can't, and they can't, and they can't. And then they look next to them, and they see um, a 14-year-old who's pregnant, and they're wondering, how does this make sense? And they're shaken to the core of their existence. Or there's a girl who had a, young, who had a boy who told him that he loved her and loved her and loved her and loved her and loved her. And then she gave, lost her virginity to him. And then he begins to pass it around and everybody finds out and they call her names like slut and whore. And she has to deal with that all day. And she's shaken to the core of her existence. You understand what I mean? There's a whole lot of shaking going around in our lives. But you know what's interesting? The author of Hebrews wants us to know some things. He wants us to know that although there's a whole lot of shaking going on around us, it won't destroy you if you lift up your eyes to Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God, for only He is secure. And when we put our faith in Him, all else will shake and even fall off to the side, but we can remain strong in Him. Does that excite anybody? Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going I'm to go through four things that will be shaken in your life. Not only if you follow Christ, but things that will be shaken even if you're not a follower of Christ. Because we don't get to choose what shakes us, do we? We don't have a choice. I don't say, God, I really don't want to be shaken by relationship and marital issues this week. Can you give me a hangnail as my health issue this week? We don't do that. Now, sometimes we will make choices that put ourselves in a shaken situation, but we don't get to usually choose the things that shake the core of our existence. But we do have a choice on how we deal with the shakenness when it comes to us. And that's what I want to focus on today. And these are four really good things here. All right, so I need, I need somebody who's, who's big. Somebody who's big. Somebody strong. Come here, Kyle. He said no. Okay. All right. Jimmy, come here. Come here. You're already up here. You, you'll, you'll be good. All right. Okay. There you go. Stand, stand right here and face these guys. And um, you see that over there? Now look, did you see that? <laughs> now, now, did you see that? What, did, what happened? I did pretty good there, didn't I? <laughs> Note to self, do not do that to a Maryland State Trooper. Okay. Um, <laughs> now, now, watch me and be ready for it, okay? Look at him getting ready. I'm dead. <laughs> okay. Ready? Now watch this. Look. Now what happened there? Why did he not move? He was ready for it. Thank you, buddy. All right, thank you. He was ready for it. When you're not ready for what's coming, you're moved. When you are ready for what's there, you're not going to be moved. And that's what I want to spend time talking about you today with four things, okay? So we're all getting ready. So get your stance ready. Here we go. Did you notice that stance he did? He was like this. I was, I was dead. I was like, good thing he likes me. 
Um, all right, so let's, let's really take a look at this. When you know something's coming, you're ready for it. And that's what we're going we're gonna, to, and you know, here's the thing. I want you to be strong enough in Christ to know that no, whatever comes your way, that you can remain strong and be ready for it. First thing that we're going to deal with today, structures will be shaken. But in God's power, we will remain strong. Structures or systems, whatever you want to say, will be, made, will be shaken. But in God's power, we will remain stable and strong. The book of Hebrews is a constant discussion to the Jewish people who had a structure and a system of doing things. It goes all the way back to Moses and the practices. And that's what they used in order to be strong. But now the writer of Hebrews is saying there is a new and better way that God has brought through Jesus Christ. And that's why we end up having these, this language like Jesus is our great high priest. Before, God spoke through prophets, but now he speaks to us through his son, Jesus. The blood of bulls and goats, because that's what they did. They had a sacrificial system that took away your sins. And it usually happened once a year or when you would go to the temple. That's the only times you could have your sins forgiven. And so he's saying, this was the system, but now I want to tell you a new, better way, because what the blood of bulls and goats cannot do, the blood of Jesus has done once and for all. And because the blood of Jesus has covered all that, we don't have to go through this old sacrificial system because of my love and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, I'm free and forgiven in him. Anybody excited by that? Wake up. It's not snowing that bad. Here we go. I'm going to make somebody next to you and knock you over and see if you're ready for it. Um, so here we go. This is what he's saying. Uh, and what this begins to do is it begins to shake the religious system that they had. And the structure that they had. When they say Jesus died once and for all, what Jesus did that made people upset was he shook their religious system. Because it had become one of a connection with God. You know what the Ten Commandments are? The Ten Commandments are a means of salvation. If you do thus and so, then you will not sin and then you will be holy. And I can reconnect. But guess what? Not one of us can keep the Ten Commandments. You say, well, Jack, I haven't murdered anybody but wait a second jesus kicked that up and not just said if you have hatred in your heart to someone you've murdered them anybody have hatred to somebody or a bunch of murderers or he even kicks it up even more and said about adultery has anybody lusted in your heart you do every week when i stand no just joking uh, just a joke it's a bad joke i know just go with me you woke up though didn't you okay where did that come from forgive me lord um Good thing I don't have to get a bull and a goat, correct? Uh, but what begins to happen, and we find this time and time again, that in my life I have experienced times where I have put my whole faith in a structure and it's let me down. And I will give you an example. I think we have one of the best systems of government on earth, but I remember the, one of the first major times in my life where I began to really feel let down by our, our system in the United States. And it wasn't because of what party, what way, <coughs> but I remember the election for president of the United States. One of, at the time, 42 of the most powerful people that ever lived. And do you remember the hanging chads? Do you remember that? And I began to say, this is something that is extremely important to the world. 
and yet we began to, had to go through a court case, whether you like it or not, to decide who that person was. And I remember, uh, I think Dan Rather was on CBS at the time talking about, we still don't know who a president is. And we went for a month or so because it was flawed. There was something that was flawed in the system. And it had us wondering, well, if that's the case, what about all those before? And then now we are cynical about it and say, where are those hanging chads now, correct? Anybody with me here? And so we begin to have a question about these things. Or I remember as a kid, as a kid, Major League Baseball and the Phillies were my favorite thing in the world. And I, I thought Pete Rose was the greatest thing in the world. And I remembered during a year they were playing baseball and they had the strike. Anybody big baseball fans? No one? Okay, there we go. But big baseball fans, and I loved it. I had my glove with me. I used to keep score, watching the games. And then I remember the year that they had the strike and they didn't have the World Series. I lost. I said, oh, they're certainly going to have the World Series, and they didn't. I lost faith in that, and I looked to, pe to those people and that structure as being the prime mover in the world, and I found out that something was shaken about this system as I looked more and more into that. The Apostle Paul recognized something, as these people did, that he said that when we're shaken, he said, I consider all things lost for the sake of knowing Christ. Verse 22 begins to talk about something here. They begin to talk about Mount Zion versus Mount Sinai. Do you have that there in, if you look on, uh, in this chapter? And what we look here is there's a contrast. Mount Sinai is where Moses received the Ten Commandments. Mount Zion is where Jesus shed his blood. And they're making this comparison. And as we look at this, Mount Sinai was filled with fear and terror, where Mount Zion is a place of love and forgiveness. Mount Sinai is in the desert where Mount Zion is in the, living, the city of the living God. Mount Sinai spoke of earthly things, where Mount Zion spoke of eternal and heavenly things. At Mount Sinai, only Moses was allowed to draw near to God, but praise God, in Mount Zion, we are all able to draw near to God. Mount Sinai is all about legalism and law, where Mount Zion is about grace and love and forgiveness. You see, in Exodus, the people did not listen and never saw the promised land. Because structures will let us down. As I recognize, every time, and this is what I have on your bulletin, every time you put your faith in a structure, it will be shaken. Every time you do that. Every time you put it in a system, it will be shaken. It doesn't matter what cause you have on the back of your car as a bumper sticker, it will be shaken. I, I've been part of Christian groups before that are awesome Christian groups, and then I got into the inner workings and the administrative aspect of it, and I found out, guess what? The devil is in the details. You will be shaken if you place it in a structure. Number two, I'm going to get really personal here. Relationships will be shaken, but in God's presence, we will remain secure. Relationships will be, straight, will be shaken, but in God's presence, we will be made secure. The readers of Hebrews had more than just a teaching given to them. The readers of Hebrews lost their social connection because the synagogue was the place where they not only worshipped, but they, it was their place to hang out. 
It was their place to fellowship. It was also a place where they would agree to do business together. So for you to make a stance for Christ, it affected your entire life. Your entire existence of life was affected by this. And you were hated by those who you used to worship with. Let me ask you, have you ever had a relationship in your life that you thought you could count on? That you thought would always be there for you? And then it wasn't. Anybody? Anybody had any person in your life? You know what? I, I was talking, it was really interesting. I was talking with someone, and if you're like me, you have 50,000 uh, things open on your computer when you're working on it. And as I was working with this, somebody was chatting with me on um, Facebook, and they, just out of the blue, they said, you know, I'm really struggling. And they were telling me a situation, and they said, what I've found out in life is as much as somebody, a lot of times people say they care about you, people leave. It was at the same time I was at this section. And one of the things is people leave. And it will shake you to the core. Because I'll tell you, I love people. And I have been shaken to the core by people in my life who just walk away, who turn on me, and they turn on you, and stab you in the back. Anybody had that one? And sometimes you're just looking to wonder what goes on. A breakup. And you begin to ask, who can you count on? Anybody remember your first love? See, I had the structure of first love all figured out. Cinderella taught me. It's happily ever after. You meet, your eyes meet across the crowded room, and you're forever in love. And you walk off and live happily ever after. How may that work for? When that first breakup happens, you are shattered to the core. You're never going to love again. Ever. And you know what it does to you? It creates a hardening of your heart for a while. Am I right? And it sometimes takes you a while to pull that cover off. And you can be 85 years old and still connect to that feeling of brokenness that happens and being shattered when that relationship broke. It may continue in other friendships and other kinds of things in life. When you have somebody who you spent your entire young life with, that you were connected, and now you see each other and it's like talking to two strangers. It shatters you and shakes you at times when you look at this. You begin to wonder, who can I count on when everything else is there? I can tell you what shakes friendships the most. Extracurricular youth activities. If you want to shake some friendships, get your kids involved in something, and then coach it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I've had people who I was good friends with look at me, give me daggers for eyes, say everything about me because I didn't get their kid playing time. Everybody's kids, Tiger Woods. Even if they're not, they get playing time. But man, Everybody's kid has to be the best. And no matter what you do, no matter what you do, somebody is seeing something I'm not. I don't have to do that. I, don't, I do it because I care about the kids. You know what I mean? That's the ones I care about, the people I'm connected with. But, you know, when you get into this, you can see friendships that are broken. I can tell you about a time that because, and I'm just going to, hit and run with this, that I got suspended for three games from Little League, long story other time, and <coughs> wasn't my fault. Um, <laughs> it, it never is, Gary, you're right, amen. I'm a holy man of God, I would never yell at somebody. Um, and in doing so, 
when it came down to the all-star time, somebody who was a friend of mine was involved in that process, actually talked to me earlier about helping coach. I go for the vote, and guess what happens? In the midst of the vote, they named somebody else as their assist, one of their assistant coaches, and only one. And I went, hmm. Now, I just talked to this person an hour before this vote. Then my son, who everybody else there said should have been there, wasn't picked. You know what that does to friendships? And you look at that person, and you try to be godly, but you're thinking of all, like, all the kind of things like, Lord, remove this person, smote them from the earth kind of stuff, right? <laughs> it's shaken. And the person that you loved and cared about, and you thought vice versa to you, it's shaken. And it's broken. You know, but what, i got to tell you, every time where I lose a relationship, that I feel like I couldn't live, live with. There are people in my life that I think were never going to leave me, and I can't deal with them without, without that. I find out a couple things. When they leave me, I found out that God is closer to me and is what I need and fills the void from whatever I've lost. He's filled it more. Because Jesus will never leave me. He will never forsake me. He will always cares about me. He always forgives me. He never condemns me. He never gives up on me. He never deserts me. No matter what I do, and I do worse things to him than I wanted to do to that person in Little Lake. And what I've embraced more in my life is something that we need to embrace, and that comes from John chapter 15. John chapter 15, it's in your uh, bulletin. It says, I am the true vine, Jesus says, and my father is the gardener, and he cuts off every branch in me that does not bear fruit, that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Has anybody ever pruned anything, trees? Do you go like this? I'll come back in a couple weeks. It may fall off on its own. Or maybe it'll get better. Cut a little bit more. You're cutting the grass and it's kind of hitting your head. And you're like, oh, I'll, I'll just pull it down a little bit. No, when you want to get rid of something, wham, lop that sucker off. And sometimes God knows that somebody is not good for you and he's going to cause you to be dead and not bear fruit and he's going to go wham and lop that sucker off for your good. It doesn't mean that he's not going to have them maybe eventually bear fruit somewhere else, but in your life they need to be removed because they're stopping growth in your life. And that's hard when you love people. But each time I've seen that, I've seen when God prunes away, he brings new growth. Through in, in my own life, whether it's just trusting in him more for, for that circumstances, God knows that he wants to show me that he's never going to leave me and forsake me. When someone leaves you, recognize that you never lose anything as long as you put your faith and trust in the hands of God. Sometimes God is just clearing out your hard drive for an upgrade. You know how when you like, anybody update your phones and you're like, oh darn, I got too much stuff on here and you have to take out crap and junk that you never use? Like, oh, I got that ragdoll game or the words with friends that I never do anymore because that's passe, right? And when you take that out, then you have enough room to upgrade and you have a whole new thing. Sometimes maybe God just be, may be wanting to upgrade your life and you're stuck in, uh, in Angry Birds. Okay. Number three. Everybody good? Okay. Number three. Don't worry, I'm not going to preach for like three weeks worth. This is good. Hopes will be shaken, but in God's promises, we will remain sure. Hopes will be shaken, but in God's promises, we will be made sure. Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews is very honest. In chapter 11, he shares with us and talks about those who, that, who had great things happen for them through God. 
But then he also shares about those who died and perished by the sword, and yet they still were faithful to God. He's not saying everything is awesome. Everything's wonderful. Have you ever had your hopes shaken? Anybody ever really, really, really had your hopes shaken? Like, I, I want you to, I want to do something really quickly here. And, um, and I like, I like somebody, you know, just something to share. You may, you may have had something that sh- shook you at a time in your life. And, you know, it may have been a relationship that shook you. And you just want to sh- share, like, by saying, you know, hey, there was a time where I lost my job. And it shook me. There was a time where I struggled financially. And it shook me. Anybody want to share anything? Okay, here we go. Here we go, Ray. Here we go. Follow me over here. No, that's fine. You stay right here. Go ahead. I guess when Nikki was born, I was shaken because she was dead, and they gave her no hope to live, no hope to do anything, and here she is. And, but I was shaken to the core. I thought I was going to lose my baby girl. There you go. Shakes you to the core. Is there a man? Come on, man. We, we, don't, we don't get very emotional, but we want, you know, this is, this is good stuff. Right? Anybody want to talk about a man? Anybody? Want anybody? Anybody have a situation? Here. Oh, there we go. Let's get back here. I worked for the uh, Perry Point Veterans Hospital, and I was going into nursing in school. I was Jack Mays. I was in one of his classes, and I thought that was going to be the way my life was going to go, and that's the path I was on. But God had different plans for me, and I lost that job, and my faith was very shaken. But I was crying on my way to work one of my last days, and uh, my radio turned on by itself. And there was a song that was saying, uh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to hold you up, and it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Okay, awesome. Shaken. What about a man? Come on, give me a man. He's here. Don't worry. It's not going to suck your testosterone out, okay? (laughs) Here we go. Um, I got notice uh, about a month ago that uh, I shortly will be terminated from my employment after 19 years because I got hurt on the job and I can no longer perform any duties that they have because mm-hmm. they are all involved, right. either bending or lifting, which I cannot do anymore. Right. So. Shaken. Shaken decor. One more. You may think I'm a visitor, but really it's just a hiatus to complete. <laughs> so real quick, after 23 years with the same employer, I found myself being walked out by security guards and told that my position was no longer needed and that's probably one of the best things that ever happened to me. Shaken to the core. Everybody here has something in your life where you've been shaken to the core from. You've been shaken at the joy of a birth of a child who's dead. That shakes you to the core. But you trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. Trust in a job and a career path and it's removed and yanked from you. After years of service, after years of service, you're shaken to the core. And guess what? It could be the best thing that ever happened to you. Because if you put your faith in those structures, you put your faith and your hope in that system, guess what? It's going to leave you void. You can only put your hope and faith and trust in God. He's the only one who won't ever leave you and will always be there for you. That's how you can trust God. That's how you can embrace Him. Because when everything else fails, we recognize that God is true. God remains. Every time my hope is shaken, there's a promise from God that I can lean on. He says, if I call on his name and believe without a doubt, I can say to this mountain, be removed 
and it'll be removed. I, because when the foundations that I put my faith in are, sh- are shaken, there's a deeper foundation in Jesus Christ. God's arms, I'm never too far for his reach. And as that old, my favorite old hymn said, standing on the promises of God my Savior. Through all things, he remains sure. You know, nothing is over till I quit. You guys remember those Choose Your Own Adventure books? I'm thinking back a lot of years. You remember those? You'd read and you got to pick an area and then you'd always end up dead and then you go back and find another one and you find the path. You keep going back. That's how it is with God. Though it's shaken and you're left at a dead end, God will bring you back and let you start again to get on a good foundation and start again. Some people are here and are shaken And you have a choice to be secure in God or to be bitter. You get to choose today whether your faith is shaken. It's not always about the devil shaking us. Sometimes we do our own shaking. And um, anybody here like lemonade? Who likes lemonade? Raise your hand if you like lemonade. Um, who Who likes chocolate or strawberry milk as well of those people? Come on up, Jen. Here we go. All right, here we go. Here we go. All right. What I find out at times, and I'm going to do this with you. You like chocolate or strawberry? Okay. I like them both, so. Cheat sermon. Okay, here we go. Now, there you go. There's lemonade for you. Now, hold on. yeah, go ahead and drink some. It's like, I, I like green tea. It's diet, it's diet green tea. Though. Here we go. So I, I truly believe that in many cases we, we love God. I get up in the morning and say, man, I love you, God. But, here you go. Put this in your other hand. There you go. Oh, I prob- probably should shake it. I didn't shake yours. You want me to? Okay, here we go. So it's like I get up in the morning, man, I love you, God. <clears throat> but if I don't, you know, put one over on that person, Go ahead. If I don't put one over on the person, then I'm not going to get that big deal that I have. But, you know, God, I really need you in my relationship. But that girl sure does look hot. (laughs) All right? Not too good, huh? All right. But sometimes we try to mix them. (laughs) And this is what we end up with as our faith. Sure. <laughs> That's pretty disgusting. <laughs> yeah, pretty nasty, huh? All right, here we go. Thank you, Jen. You want to drink the rest? No, I'm good. You can take the chocolate milk with you. Want the chocolate milk? No, no. Okay, let's go. But you know how many of us live our lives and our Christian journeys this way? Trying to mix both these things in this kind of disgusting realm. And then we, it's not that we don't love God. It's just that we put other stuff in front of him. And so that brings us to number four. You know, when I began to look at the term shakedown, I think of a a, a miner. You ever done that? What do they do? They put stuff in, they shake it hard, what? To find something of value. God allows us at times in this way, your life will be shaken 
show God's provenience, his love extended before to find something of value in you. And what is that thing of value? It comes from Colossians chapter 2. My purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In you there is a treasure that God loves. His name is Jesus Christ. Your life will be shaken only so that God can get to the bottom of what is important in your life. You don't have to keep mixing lemonade, yuck, and chocolate milk in your life because if you just seek him if you just seek him it's better than you can ever imagine he loves you he wants to and what the scripture says look at this last scripture in here what was read to us today the words once more there will be a time where everything that is shaken in our lives will be shaken away and the only thing that remains is where we are with Christ Jesus so guess what if that's what remains let's start embracing it today Let's embrace the fact that the only thing that is unshaken is a relationship with Jesus Christ. What does that mean? It means I am a sinner. My life is completely shaken all around me. But God, I only know there's one thing secure in my life. No matter everything else I think is secure, it's going to fall by the wayside except for your love for me. And for that, I want to say, God, I need you in my life. I'm going to ask the praise team to come forward today. I'm going to ask you to stand as you are. Endure. Endure in the fact that we have a Savior. Endure in the fact that it says, therefore be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reference for all, for our God is a consuming fire. What does that mean? Fire burns stuff up. But you know what fire also does? It purifies. It purifies. Use this time right now. I'm going to ask that the lights come down, that we all go to a moment of prayer. I'm going to ask our Stephen ministers to come forward and pray. Randy and Donna, today, please come forward. Heavenly Father, we just come before you now. And I know that if we're really honest, in our lives there's a whole lot of shaking going on. Some of us aren't ready for it. We get jolted. Others of us are trying to figure this thing out where we're, we, we love you, God, and we're, we're taking a big gulp of what you have to give to us. And that, yeah, Lord, we believe in you. We love you. We, we want you. We call ourselves a Christian. And yet, then we're embracing stuff from the world that just is pulling us down. And, 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 we're, and we're doubting and we're frustrated and we're, nobody can tell that there's any fruit there. God, we have some relationships that have left us broken. And yet, we got to recognize that it is you, Lord. It is in your presence that all things come together. So for those here today who just really feel that they really need to reach out for them maybe the first time in their lives and make a connection and say, I need to figure out something about this relationship with Christ. I'm tired of mixing lemonade and chocolate milk. Just raise your hand and say, I need to know you. I need to know you, God. There you go. There you go. Amen. For others who are ready to give up, in some facet of your life, you're left void and wanting, and you feel like just giving up and not enduring. Just raise your hand and say, God, I need your strength. I need your strength. And for everybody else who has no clue what you need at all, you have no clue, but you know that you need to connect to something that's secure and not shaken. Just lift your hand. Even if you're home, go ahead and lift your hand. So, Lord God, I just want to pray for all the people who've, who've 
committed to lifting their hands. And for those of us who just may not want to lift our hands, but we're saying, God, I, I do need to know that. And during this time, may you meet us where we are. May all heaven rejoice in Christ's name. Amen. More than the air that I breathe, more than the song I 
by a lady, just uh, Marie Bar- Barnett, I believe, just just, just in the, the zone, just kind of saying, God, just fill me with some words, and it came out, and I'm desperate for you. When, when our lives and the stuff around us, a whole lot of shaking's going on, it causes us to be desperate for something. And so many people, as we see in our community, latch on to something that they think is going to help them. They'll latch on to an addiction. They'll latch on to a job. They'll latch on to somebody. And all those things will be shaken, according to Scripture. The only one thing remains, and it's Jesus. I hope that you've enjoyed this series, and you'll remain, no matter what, it's not just something you hear, but that you put into practice that when you have those situations, just keep on going, because you serve a God who is much greater than all those things that we have. Amen? All right, next, um, next week, a couple things. Remember, it's not fa- um, fall back, it's spring forward. So next week, spring forward, set your clocks up, and there we go, spring forward. Uh, spring forward next week, and next week we will begin a new series. The next, the next series we call Filler Up, How to Live a Life That's Full of It. Okay? So that's what we're going to do next week. Have a great week in Jesus. Say hi to somebody. Welcome to the new members. We love you all.